Oh boy, I've been waiting to do this one. Buckle up, kitties, because we're going for a ride. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Black Solstice. I'm your host, Eric Vaganju. And huh, as you could probably see in the title, we're about to talk about Black Christianity and religion. Well, and we'll probably and we'll probably throw in some spirituality in there as well. So, first and foremost, I want to I want to make this perfectly and abundantly clear. If you believe if you believe in something, I am not here to sway your mind. I am not here to um, I'm not here to tell you you shouldn't believe this or you should believe that. I'm not here to convert no one. I'm not here to I'm 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 merely here to talk about the effect that it has had on not just myself but on other black people those that I know and black and black people in general and how we have been and just how I guess you could say how things have been so misconstrued and tied and tied into our own complicity to what's happening in, in today's term in today's world you know so so like I said, first and foremost, you know, I am not here to speak out against any other religion because that's not, like I said, I don't, I am not, um, I'm not Muslim. So, you know, so, so, you know, I don't, I'm not here to speak on, you know, the, the Islamic faith or the, the Quran or anything like that. I'm not here to, to, to speak out against that or any other, any other uh, spiritual or religious belief. But I am here to talk about Christianity as a whole in terms of how it has been manipulated and how it has been misconstrued and has been used against black people more so than for black people, you know. And one of the first things that um, this is one of the things that I have been I have been both a victim and a survivor of because, you know, there is such thing as spiritual abuse, just like there is physical emotional mental psychological there is spiritual abuse you know and a part of and one of the main culprits of spiritual abuse is religion and so like so i want so i want to just kind of give an account of myself i was uh giving my account of myself first before i go any further so first and foremost i was if you ask my if you ask my mother she would tell you that you know she would tell you that I was nearly born in a church like church has was a staple of my life even when I was even before I was even born and if that's just that's just the reality you know I've spent probably maybe 80 to 90 percent of my life in a church or in a church setting to some degree you know I probably count on you it's only been a handful of times where I have not been in, involved with church or not been in church or took a break from church you know and that was because of burnout um, emotional um, fatigue you know just so many things in which I just grew tired of because I wanted to know more about my life I wanted to know more about me in terms of my belief in God you know my belief in God prior to my I would probably say prior to maybe um, probably prior to 20 I want to say 23 or 20 22 or 23 was purely based on what a preacher said what was in a bible or you know as we say you know the the god that my my mom knew the god that my grandmother knew father so on 
you know, and those are not just my words. Those are theirs. In fact, my, if there was one thing that uh, later on in my life that my mom would stress to me, it was, she's like, she would always say, know who God is for yourself. Don't believe in him because I told you to, you know, this was the latter portion of like, I think my teens going into my, into like my early twenties. She was like, know who God is for yourself. You know, don't believe in him because I told you to, or because a preacher or because they say it's in the Bible. Know who he is for yourself. In other words, develop a relationship with him. But in order to, but in order to develop a relationship with someone, you have to have some type of trust and some type of, of uh, belief in that person. You know, I don't know anyone who becomes friends with a random person just because, you know, outside of, you know, like elementary school kids, you know, because we really don't know the full concept of what it means to be a friend. You know, it's just like, oh, they share their chocolate milk with me. They're we're friends now. That's not how this goes. So I would say the age of 23, and I've mentioned this before in previous episodes um, for other reasons where, you know, I was in jail, you know, thrown in jail for a crime I didn't commit. And I was broken inside because I, I thought, why am I here? Now, of course, there was a purpose behind it. You know, I helped some folks while they were in there. And then when the time, when it was time for me to come to get out, I was out. You know, I have witnessed God for myself outside of church. You know, I believe that I believe in what as, as a good friend, as a good friend of mine um, who, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to throw in the shame, the shameless plug. Uh, Canna Mama. Um, she uh she is she is the host she is the host of her own podcast canna mama and i highly recommend you go check it out um she told me herself some years ago that uh she's one of my closest friends she told me years ago that quote i believe in the god that made man not a man-made god and that 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 resonated very heavily with me in a good way because i was the same way i grew up and i spent the uh I would say from the age of three to age of eight, probably, which I think is the third grade, my first school, my first uh, moments of school life were, were in a Christian school. You know, I grew up in a, I went to a school called Spirit of God, Accelerated Education. Yes, that's the whole thing. And, you know, every Monday we would have what was called chapel. And, you know, things, things like that, it was okay. But I also remember certain things where things looking back at it they weren't they were not okay and one of those things were um we used to have like these little flashcards, right we would have like these little flashcards where they would give like depiction of like adam and eve um moses noah and of course uh jesus christ and when i look back at it i noticed they always had the, the those characters as uh, portrayed as white and you know, as a child, I didn't I didn't know any better. You know, there I had nothing else to fall back on. You know, I the only Bible I had at the time were one of those children Bibles that had the little uh, you know the little images on it. You know, they had the little pictures in it and stuff because a regular Bible would put me to sleep. I and there were a lot of words in there. You know, when you're like five years old, you don't really know that much about you know that you don't know that much about the words and things like that. So. Or rather, there's a lot of words that are, you know, you cannot comprehend yet. You're only like five or six years old. Words like thee, thy, thou's and stuff. Because, yeah, King James was the standard. King James and NIV were the two standard Bibles I ran ran across early on in my life. So 
from elements. So I kind of had a foundation of God, at least in terms of knowing about him to some degree. Then, you know, the root of God, the root of who God was or who he was, who he truly was within my life um, continued when I went to a Catholic school which was, uh, it's currently known as Thea Bowman now as a charter school, but it used to be known as Sister Thea Bowman. And I hated it there for two reasons. The first one was pretty simple. I wanted to, I wanted to go back to Spirit of God where all my friends were, or the majority of my friends were. I did not like the fact that I had to leave. That was simple. But on a deeper spiritual level, there were many, there were many times where basically, um, yeah, there were, ba- there were basically times where, um, the teachers and the principals, you know, it was a Catholic school. They they tried to do the, the, the crucifix, name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. We had Thursday mass uh, in the morning and I hated it because they were they were constantly trying to make me do something that I did not believe in. I'm like, look, you believe in your God. I, I didn't know how to express it because I was only maybe nine. I was only in the fourth grade at that point. And it basically was just like you're trying to force me to do this you're trying to force me to do that you're supposed to do this because i'm an adult you're a child i'm like but i don't believe in this i don't believe in worshiping the mother mary you know hail mary mother of god or mother of grace whichever one it is um and like i said if you believe in catholicism more power to you but for me i don't so why are you trying to i'm not i'm not trying to convert you to christianity so why are you trying to convert me to catholicism i didn't i hated that and then from that point on, I was put into the public school system and I turned, honestly, I turned out better for it. It, it. To some extent, it grew me up. But even then, I experienced moments where God, you know, God as an entity, as a spirit was, pre- was, was president or pre- prevalent in my life, whether I knew it or not. And so, in other words, just because I did not know information wise or I did not know because the Bible told me to or whatever I still knew that there was another presence here that is looking out for me you know I knew of grace and mercy I knew of these things and I think and honestly I'm grateful that I knew these things that I learned these things before I really started getting into the whole uh, the doctrines and the, the the you know read your word all the time and this and that before I really got into the, before I, that that part of came into my life I kind of had an at least a general idea of who God could be because the only thing I knew of were, were stories of you know the burn you know him talking to Moses with uh, uh, with the burning bush or him talking having prophets and judges and kings and queens and all manner of individuals and Jesus dying on the cross you know I knew about these things in principle but the application of it was not really there and so growing up from 23 all the way up to now I was kind of given more of a crash course of a more conscious and more conscious crash course of who God really is at least for me how he might be to someone else is completely contingent on them and their um, and their their journey but when it comes down to, but you know, I find I find myself constantly. Uh, I can say that I've constantly been, I've constantly dealt with um, biblical scholars and whatnot, and those who were in positions of power within churches and outside of church, and those who know more than me uh, 
with from the bite uh, they know more scripture than me they're like oh well uh, if it's not this it's not that and this is where this is where the point of all of this comes into play god is god regardless at least for me that's what i believe because he's proven it not because the bible told me so not because a preacher told me so not because i had laid hands laid on me and i came out to get to to get my soul saved and you know to give myself unto jesus and all that other kind of mess i didn't i that that's not what solidified my belief in god what solidified it was the fact that i that i know i felt the presence i felt i've put it this way i was even from childhood like like as a baby i i would i have been given store told stories from my parents from specifically my, my mother about how i've had dreams how i have i have spoken to people even as a child like i remember like that there were times where i would have where like you know when i was still going to christian school i would have like um we would i would i would start conducting my own bible study and the kids would let the other kids would listen to me I just, I just based off what I, what I knew, and I, you know, for for us, it was a game, you know, it, it was just like, you know, yeah, you know, okay, it's my turn to be preacher today, and da da da, and stuff, and they would listen, but then over time, I began to notice that, like, my mom would tell me things like, um, like, you know, you were usually the one doing the pre, doing the talking, and they were listening, and what you were talking about far, whether you realized or not, a lot of what what you were talking about far exceeded the standard knowledge of a child and i'm looking like really she's like yeah like i like for she's like you know you you speak prophetically i believe that we still have prophets just like we have witches and warlocks and all that kind of stuff and again i'm not saying that in a good or bad way i'm just stating just stating facts you know we have brujas and you know uh and shamans and priests and you know it we, we still have these things to this day. They may not be as heavily prevalent as they used to be or like, you know, the ye old English or the ye old African or whatever. Um, but we still have them to this day. So I, I do believe in, in that we, we still have prophets to this day. In fact, I, I, I know a few. But it, it is not just something that you can call yourself. It is something that is already there. It's a, it's a position. Just like just like being a witch or a warlock or a priest or a shaman or whatever is that's a position. And it's a position that one should not take lightly however these are also spiritual aspects these these positions are known heavily for their spiritual their spiritual know-how and proficiencies you know a witch you know you there are levels to this whether you are uh, whether it, it the idea that they don't exist or people don't want to believe that they exist is whew, it is just it's mind-numbing and the fact that people try to like for you know and one of the greatest aspects of of the of one of the biggest uh, fr- uh aspects of frustration that comes is the fact that we love cu- we love playing the oh they are witch and they're that and i don't believe in that and they do this and they don't do that they go into hell and they this and that but then it's like but when you look at the basic concept of what christians do how is it any different Oh, they they do sacrifices, but you believe in communion. They do blood sacrifice, but you believe in communion. The only difference is you you we use grape juice instead of actual blood, and we use a cracker instead of actual flesh. But that is still a form of sacrifice. You know, they have 
when you in fact when you look in the bible they have things like altar altars and sat and you know again sacrifices they have crystals and and spirit and you know different and spiritual beliefs and things and things of that nature but then we go oh well that was the old ways we don't do that anymore oh but we still practice but we still try to push and practice the old ways i have I know I know someone who literally said I don't like certain preachers because they don't preach about oh you're going to hell if you don't do this and preach about and I wanted to and I looked and I, when I heard that I rolled my eyes because I was like who told them that they was who told you that they were supposed to preach that now I understand that might not be to your liking that might not be to your your favorite um you know your favorite lessons to learn but at the same time how dare you condemn them or how dare you speak ill of them because they don't because they don't preach what you want to preach what, what you want them to preach how are you any different from a person who 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 wants to believe in what is called prosperity theology which is uh, something that i think joe olstein um preaches about and and you know and basically he um you know basically uh i believe in a nutshell it's just you know um, if you are wealthy and healthy, then that's part of God's blessing, which is not entirely true because even the devil can bless you. I'm, I'm sorry, whether you want to believe that or not, even Satan can bless you. So what's your what's your what's your excuse for that one? But I digress. All of this is pretty much just a small, um, just a small um, endeavor into what I've what I have had to kind of go through in turn, or at least a kind of a backstory as to what I what I have witnessed and experienced both uh, within you know uh, with, within my my journey as someone who believes in God now moving forward from that though there it's like why is it that we 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 take all of these things when it comes when it comes to God or if as long as we slap God's name on it we believe it, it's true or rather we claim to believe it's true excuse me the I, for example the bible i've had this conversation with with uh, certain relatives on multiple occasions and obviously i've and pretty soon i will i've gotten to a point where i had to stop sometimes i i find myself going back into that old mode but i have to remind myself to stop and the re and i and what i mean is i have to stop telling people the truth sometimes because they don't they don't want to hear it like i remember telling my grandfather one time that how is it that you like i, I was like why is it that anytime i say something you immediately go is it in the book where in the bible did you read that and i look and i sometimes i look and i go why why do you why does it matter Oh, because if it if it's if it's not backed up by the book, if God told you to do something right now, would you do it? And most of the time, I won't I won't get an answer. It's like, and my again, my issue is not with the Bible itself, but the but the use of it. The Bible is a tool. It is a tool that can be used for good or evil, just like a shovel, just like a, a knife. A knife is like a knife is used for cutting. You know, when you use a kitchen knife or, you know, you use a kitchen knife, it is designed to cut things like vegetables and fruits and meats and stuff. But in the hands of, a, of an evil person or a person with evil intent, that knife can be used to kill. A gun could be used for protection. In the right hands, it could be used as protection. In the wrong hands, it could be used as a tool for murder. So why, any, when you look at books, or there are books 
that really go there there are books there that were written in the past or scriptures or scrolls or whatever that were written in the past about the world oh the world is flat there were people who documented this stuff they wrote this stuff the world the earth is flat and if you um you know and uh and if you sail to a certain point you will fall off they these things were written in a book for people to read and for people to believe in and it wasn't until someone actually sailed around and figured out wait no the earth is round that that to me just that that to me perfectly encapsulates it now if you could do that with just any old kind of book or any old kind of uh statement why can't why why aren't we at least considering the possibility with the bible because the bible has been manipulated the bible has been manipulated since its inception Let's just let's just call a spade a spade. It has been manipulated since its inception. And the fact that that many people don't want to acknowledge that reality just goes to show just how brainwashed they are. Not to, not brainwashed for believing in the Bible or believing that it is part of God's work, that it is God's word, but the fact that they believe that it is the be all end all. And that it it can never be taken advantage of. It can never be uh, uh misconstrued. It can never be manipulated. Okay. Never mind the fact that, you know, we've had different translations. We've had different versions of the Bible, including a slave Bible that was, I think, out back during the 1800s, like the 1860s, I think, or something like that. I don't, I don't remember exactly. Um, but it's like God it's like and, 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 I, and we actually just had this conversation yesterday where um, or rather on uh, uh, the other day, so to speak, where um, I asked him, I said, I asked him this, that if all the if every bible was collected every bible in america was collected and burned in a pile would you still believe would you still be able to believe in god or was all of your faith put into that book because whether people want to admit this or not that when you put all of your belief into the book and not in god himself you do realize that's idolatry because you're, that is a form of idolatry because you are worshiping a book. You put, and then on top of that, when you look at some of the scriptures that are in within the book, they kind of contradict, they kind of warn, or they kind of like, you know, they, 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 they kind of go against that belief system. For example, growing up in, in a Christian school, one scripture I remember off the top of my head um, was Philippians 4 and 13 which is I, I believe it is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me or all things in Christ who strengthens me now if I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me how in the world why in the world are, are we putting are we putting God's God's power who's supposed to exceed all he's supposed to be this all-powerful being why are we putting him in a box He's supposed to be omnipotent, which means all-powerful. He's supposed to be um, omniscient, which means he is all-knowing. He's supposed to be omnipresent, which means he is all around us. So if he's all around us, all-knowing and all-powerful, well, how dare we? Isn't it kind of, I don't know, blasphemous for us to be putting him in that box? If if I don't if I can't read it in the Bible, then it ain't then it's not true. But then there's also a scripture I'm just paraphrasing about faith. Faith is the um, it is the uh, the evidence of things hope. Uh, I can't remember the right word for it. That's what I'm paraphrasing. The um, 
It is the it, it, it is the, the the concept of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. For lack for I can't remember a better word, so I'm using the word concept. But it is the belief that just because I don't see it, I believe in it. Now, how can you say that you have faith in God, but then you but everything but every little thing you do has to be contingent on the Bible? Why 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 is that? Why why are we why are we constantly putting so much faith in a in just the book? Not not to say that you 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 know going to the Bible is a bad thing. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is why is it that your entire how do I want to put this? Your entire mindset, your entire mindset is built on if I can't read it or if I don't see it in here, then I won't believe it. Then you just basically you then now you're doubting. Because let's be honest, when even when you look into the into the into the past stories of Moses, of Samuel, of David, of Jesus, of Paul, of Peter, any anyone in that Bible, Ruth, Deborah, Samson, God was there before there was a scripture. God was there before there was a scroll. It said in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. It didn't say that in the beginning was the word, and the word was 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 in the Bible. The word is is His word. Which leads me to my next point. Who lied and told you that the only way you get his word is through the Bible? Keyword, only. Who lied and told you that? Now, if you're here now, if you if someone were to tell me that's the only way that they've been able to get to receive his word, I can understand that. Okay, that's just the level where you're at. No, no harm, no foul. But when people go, oh, this is his word, it's not his only word, though. I've had so many experiences in life. Where I have felt his presence, I have I have encountered the spirit. And I did not need a Bible to to in order to to believe that it was happening. I just knew because my spirit connected with it and it and and there it was. Because it's because it says the word was God. Oh God, I'm starting to preach now. I just realized that I wasn't trying to, but and in fact this wasn't even the direction I was trying to go in, but the idea that we as Christians are so stuck on in or no black Christians are so stuck on do, in being indoctrinated into this into this hip, hypocritical st- uh, stance on who God is or or who or what God is it's like it's like man it's frustrating it's mind numbing because basically what you're telling me is if I don't follow if I don't fall in line then basically then I don't really believe it it got to a point where in the conversation I was told, well, if you don't believe in the Bible, then why don't you just throw it away? And I looked and I said, that is not what I said. I never once said I don't believe what's in the Bible. I said I don't believe that ever I don't believe all that's in the Bible, or I don't be, or I don't blindly believe in what's going on in there. Because I understand that number one, these are just words. These are just information. The only way that you will truly understand whether something is true or false is if you have revelation. Because what is revelation? It's just just a fancier word for revealing. Revealing, exposing, bringing to the light or to the darkness, however you want to, whatever you believe in. But the idea that, but you know, the idea that someone was willing to take, take it to that extreme and to go that far to say, well, why don't you just throw it away? basically saying my way is right and what and because i don't agree with it 
I'm going to try to paint. In other words, try to paint it into an paint an image that fits what that 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 fits your level of understanding. Keep in mind, the Bible also warns against that. It says, "In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path." You know, um, believe you know, believe in God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all His ways acknowledge Him, and He will di- and He will direct your path. But here we are. Many many times, Black Christians, we go by what we were what we were taught we go by what our own understanding i only understand so much we don't ask god within our hearts god i don't understand this can you please do that can you please uh break this down can you i don't i i, I don't we don't do we, we 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 won't do that but then we go and we look at other people we go and look at other people's beliefs we look at other people who, you know, they, you know, they charge crystals or they, they believe, you know, they, they, they give honor to the ancestors. They, they, they thank the ancestors. They, they speak to the ancestors or to the, the to the, 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 uh, the recently departed and things like that. Not in terms of like seances and, and conjurings, but just rather like, you know, they can, they can feel the pre- the, the energy of the, of their, of their, their, of their, their past loved ones, you know, that helps to motivate them that helps to keep them going and we go oh, they're, they're practicing witchcraft but it's like at least they got a handle at least they have a handle on what they believe in they don't you know they don't it's like they're at least straightforward for the most part whether it, whether they use it for good or for evil they're at least straightforward it's like oh you know i've inquired about things like that like you know the crystals and things like that and the uh you know the uh they have altars oh how can they have altars and things like that it's like but did they not have altars in the bible what are you talking about uh that's demonic oh so by that logic then what cain and abel did was demonic what uh saul did you know uh from the old testament you know that was demonic what the priest did you know prior to Jesus' sacrifice that was demonic in fact actually in fact that would mean sacrifice as a whole would be demonic which would mean basically what Jesus did by that logic would be demonic because you just said altars and stuff because Jesus was was considered the ultimate sacrifice according to you know to Christian belief he was considered the ultimate sacrifice so that so that there would be no no longer a need to have to do the physical the physical embodiment of sacrifice he became the ultimate sacrifice which means basically if you're saying that sacrificing and altars were 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 are were demonic then you basically said he was the ultimate form of demonic of 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 of, of demonic activity which would be a contradiction to what you're saying but then when, but but when you bring those when you bring those things out to people and mention it to them they start looking at you like as if, as if now now you're a, a witch or you're a shaman or a bruja or what? and I'm like no I'm spiritually sensitive I'm just going to level with you guys I have seen spirits I have had visions and dreams and seen demons and felt their pre- and felt presences both good and evil you know both uh, ben- benevolent and malicious you know you ask you ask my mom any day and she'll tell uh and she'll tell you she's like she's told me stories of when i was of like when i was a baby and i'm shrieking a baby boy is shrieking at night not crying not like you know crying because you know my diaper i don't poop my diaper or whatever or i'm i'm hungry or you know um or you know uh you know a loud noise woke, woke me up or any, or something like that or i hurt myself no i'm shrieking like horror movie type scream and my mother and she comes rushing in trying to figure out what's going on and she's like i can literally i saw you pointing into the corner of, of your bed of the bedroom and i and i look and i see a demon there 
because my mother was spiritually sensitive. My mother is what you call a seer. I'm a seer. I'm also an empath, which means I can feel other people's emotions. I can feel other vibrations and, and energy and spirits. I also, we, my mother and I, we, are, we both also have two different degrees and levels. We have what is called discernment. And the only difference between Christianity and any other belief in terms of those, those, uh, those uh, spiritual gifts is just what name we give it. I have seen I have seen things and have given and, and rather than just outright say things say that this is what's happening in that moment I have to have spiritual wisdom. Wisdom is basically just the application of knowledge. It is knowing when to give out. For example, if I know that something's going to happen but I also know that you're not really going to listen to me, sometimes that that spirit will say, "Don't bother. Not not yet." Because they're not going to listen to you anyway. But then you get. But then when that, if that eventually that person reaches the point where they go, I'm willing to listen to anything. Now, and then now that wisdom says now is the time. It's all about cultivation. In other words, being a, being spiritually sound is far more than just reading a book. The book is important. It, it, it has a, it has a lot of great things within it. I've, I I can speak from experience, but I also know that the Bible has been manipulated. For example. In today's time, we and probably for the last maybe 30, 40 years, the Bible has been used to keep black people docile. It has been used to keep us in a state where we are constantly reliant on a, on on the 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 hope that our oppressors will be benevolent, that they will be kind to us, that they will finally see the error of their ways. For example, forgiveness. Forgiveness has been a, has been a, a topic that has been misconstrued for years. And it wasn't until, and I remember my grandfather would tell me, you know, oh, you, you know, turn, the Bible says turn the other cheek, it's in the book, it's in this and that. And I'm like, man, and I want to tell him so bad, stop. Because I didn't believe in, I don't believe in that anymore. I don't believe in just, so I'm like, if a person just haul off and want to slap me, I'm just supposed to stand there and take it. Yeah, the Bible says don't resist evil. Keep in mind, the Bible, the Bible also says, uh, if you resist the devil, he will flee. I'm like, you have to understand something here. There are certain words that were utilized. This is one of the reasons I'm not a fan of King James Version. Because it's like there are words that were used back then that have different meanings. They're what we call archaic. Meaning that during that time period, those words had a certain meaning. But now they but now they don't. The words don't carry the same weight as they used to. For example, slave and servant used to have the same meaning. Or no, I'm sorry, servant could be separated into either a dignified of a dignified uh, person who served or a person who was forced even in even in the bible but even then the bible explained for example the hebrew slaves were slaves slaves did not have dignity a servant did because pharaoh when you when you when you look at the um when you look at the landscape and you compare the story of you know, you compare the story of Egypt and the Israelite slaves, and you put that in comparison to American slavery, they were practically one and the same. You had a group of servants who were considered, who were given certain privileges that the slaves were not. As a slave, you had no choice. You had to do what you were told or you were punished for it. A servant was given a measure of dignity where they, they willingly did what was told. For example, and when you put that into the, today's time, when it's like the house slaves or the house servant, 
they were they were given a position of power. They were they they were considered more uh, favorable in the eyes of their of of massa than the field slave. Unless the field slave was a was a like a double agent or something like that, but even then that was kept in secret. But then we and it's like the work there were certain terms there were certain terms and topics that were that were used during that time period that in today's world you cannot use those words anymore the english language the english language or rather language in general has advanced and evolved so now servant and slave have now become separated for example a person who goes to work you know gets paid and they work so many hours they get paid they got benefits and th- that's a servant they usually and they usually volunteer for that you know hey i, I want to work i'd like to work here they go through the interview process they dress a certain way they do that willingly but if you really and if you want to look at a, a definition of slavery today of a slave look no further than the prison industrial system private prisons you wear a uniform you wake up when they tell you to you do what you told you get paid whatever wages they decide to what they decide to give you and you have no choice you are obliged you have to do that every single day or you get punished you know there are certain words and certain terms that have been used that are con- in other words you're using the old ways in a new world you know and when you and when you really break it down it's like why is it that the bible is constantly being used to tell a victim or someone who has been victimized how to act but never ever tell the assailant or the or the uh, the person doing doing the crime or doing the hurt to stop. And so when it comes down to things like forgiveness, I was like, no, I'm like, no, I don't believe in that brand of forgiveness. I don't believe in that whole turn the other cheek thing all the time. I'm just gonna stand there and let somebody slap me. No. I used to, you know, the idea that I'm just supposed to willingly accept being beaten. Oh, and then on top of and then people are like, well, you. Um, you know, um, they and they, they they try to use words in scripture to try to justify it by saying things like, um, you know, you you know, yeah, I'm like, so I'm just supposed to just stand there and suffer. Yeah, you're supposed to suffer for his namesake. I, and I stopped him. I said, there it is, right there. There's the answer. And I'm glad that you know I I've cultivated a spiritual sensitivity and spiritual understanding to some level, where I can pick up on things like that. It's like for his namesake. It's like people who died for Christ. That's what it's talking about. We're not being killed for. It's like we're not being killed, like you know, with Black Lives Matter. It's like um, my uncle was like, you know, oh, this is all pointless. It's an illusion. It's this. It's that. And da 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 da. And he's allowed to believe that. No, but I'm like, how can you say that? Well, you know, we're supposed to suffer and die for his namesake. How are we dying for his namesake though? It's not like we're we're parading. It's not like we're protesting in the streets about we want to worship Jesus and we're being jailed and beaten and killed. No, we're simply being killed because we're black. However, there there is a notion that I would like to to, to float around, just an, just an idea, and I'm and it's not a and I'm not here to debate it or whatever, but it's just an idea, something that 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 you know my my mind and my spirit kind of picked up on. There's you know I've heard a lot of you know we're the true Israelites and da 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 da. Keep in mind there there were twelve tribes of Israel, but there were um. It's like maybe what it's like what if we were in fact God's chosen people? Just 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 the idea, just floating around the idea. What if we are black people are if uh are just one of the tribes or whatever, so we're one part of God's chosen people. And 
what if that's why we're true that's the, the the underlying reason why we're being killed and beaten and stuff like that you know in today's you know in today's uh time because you know white folks were the one were the main ones who go oh um you know we're we're the we're the the, the we're, we're god's chosen people and we're this we're the real jews and da 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 blah 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 but it's like hmm what if that now i'm like so if that's the case then you know okay maybe maybe that's the reason you know that maybe that's the part where you know suffering for god's name's sake we're you know if we're if we are his children we are his people then um then you know maybe just maybe again i don't really confirm or deny it i'm just, it was just an idea that kind of entertained that kind of like you know it tickled me but um but anyway but then they try to counter with oh well paul said you're not supposed to go on about genealogy and stuff it's like so basically what you're saying is every little thing that I could be anytime I try to bring up the Bible in terms of trying to uplift black people or try to defend black people or try to help black people, you always got to try to throw something that tells us, no, go back to being oppressed, go back to being uh, com compliant, go back to being docile, go back to being submissive, not to God, but to man. OK. Oh, but hey, you're doing it. You're doing it in the name of God. So it must be right. OK. Keep in mind, you know, forget about the part about, you know, where Jesus called out his own disciples for for, for certain things. It's like they were fighting over who going to sit on uh, God's right hand or whatever. No, no, they um, they were talking about that. And one of I forgot which one it was, but one of the two of the disciples, uh, their mother was like, uh, would, you, would it be, uh, you know, could you have, uh, you know, uh, my sons on your left and your right hand? And, and Jesus is like, why are you so focused on that? That ain't got nothing to do with nothing right now. And yet you have these so-called intellectuals popping up talking about, oh, uh, the, we're supposed to be about the end, the end time and the end, the end game and stuff like that, you know, trying to get to heaven. It's like, but if you did what you're supposed to do, then that's just that, then that, that automatically come. That's like running a race. It's like, why are you so focused on, oh man, I can't wait till I cross that finish line, but you still got to run that race. You still got to train. You still got to, you know, to, you know, condition yourself. You got to you know you have to get yourself prepared you got to pace yourself you got to do all these things before you ever cross that finish line and last but not least i want to i, I want to just just gloss over this where it's just like just like why are we always in everyone else's business christians are some of the most i mean i know jehovah's witnesses can be nosy too because i mean they always at folks doorstep and stuff but Christ, christians man if we ain't some of the most nosiest folks, I mean, black, we as black folks, we nosy to begin with. I mean, let's just be honest, call a spade a spade. But black Christians have been some of the most nosiest of folks. It's like, I wonder what such and such doing. You see somebody leave, uh, I wonder where they going. And then we gossiping, we doing all this stuff, but then we got the nerve to talk about folks on witchcraft, idolatry, uh, unforgiveness and things like that. No, please understand something here. The Bible made it perfectly clear, and this was something that surprised me when it comes to things like forgiveness. It says, if someone does you wrong and you rebuke them, you bring it, you, you let them know that they did you wrong and they repent, then forgive them. That last word, though, that last word, though, repent. Repentance means to change main, mainly your mind. I, I will not do this anymore. I will not be that person anymore. I'm not going to be involved in this this act anymore that's what repentance means well when you and so it's like oh well we should forgive um you know white people you know whenever they it's like yeah we're supposed to forgive them but the bible already made wrote it it, it it made it perfectly clear and this is from a king james 
Bible. Why aren't we talking about that? Oh, that's right, because it, it holds the it holds an oppressor or the wrongdoer. It, it holds them accountable. See, in order for a person to truly want uh, to truly uh, be forgiven, they have to want forgiveness. They have, to, and, and in order for them to want forgiveness, they have to be repentant. They have to have a mindset where they are willing to change. 400, 400 plus years of oppression here in America against black people and other and other people of color, but specifically black, says otherwise. And keep in mind, I'm not talking about the white folks that actually do believe in that, that actually are like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, you know, my ignorance, you know, the real allies. We're not talking about them. I'm talking about the ones that like Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Donald Trump, Mike Pence, uh, whoever that woman is now uh, who, who, who just got put into the Supreme Court, Omarosa, you know, these people that continuously try to defend what they do, they're not looking for repentance. So why do you keep trying to shove repent, uh, forgive Oh, well, you should forgive them. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, forgiveness is in fact for us, you know, because forgiveness in a nutshell is the idea of letting go. But there's two, there's two sides. It takes two to tango here. Now, yeah, eventually you get to a point where you just let stuff go because you're not, because you don't want to let that stuff carry over into your future. But we as but Christians, black Christians, the religious ones at least, always want to try to use the Bible as a form of as another form of oppression, just like oh, just like it was done back in slavery, just like it was done back during Jim Crow, just like it was done during the Civil Rights Movement, where we're supposed to be passive and docile and sweet and lock arms together singing "We Shall Overcome" instead of instead of defending. There is nothing in the Bible that goes up against self-defense. Putting your hands up to defend yourself is not wrong, but but don't but don't tell a religious Christian that because they will because they will they will t they will tell you yeah yeah it is. Ugh, and it's frustrating as someone who has been who has experienced both rel the religious and the spiritual aspect of God. It's frustrating. Because, and I think it's frustrating for me because it's like, I wish people would just, it's like, if you have no intentions of helping me, it's like, for me in the spiritual concept, it's like, if you have no, no intentions of helping me, leave me alone. I'm not saying that we can't have dialogue and stuff like that, but it's not a, but the, the way my mindset is set up, um, I forgot the name of another podcaster who actually did this, but he said, damn your debate. I'm not debating anymore. I will say my piece. I will hear your piece out and then I move on. But I'm not debating anymore. Because I know so many people who may not be your traditional Christians who have done, who have they have fulfilled quote unquote the law. They have they have done what the law has said. You know, be kind, love your neighbor as yourself. You know, um you know, be kind to others, help the poor, do this, do that. They have shown such great kindness and such measures of benevolence in the world, more so than most want to be the most most Christians, the ones who know the Bible front and back. So let me and so let me close with this. If you think that using a term, using a book. Is all you need to be considered a Christian. If you put all of your stock in that one basket, all your eggs in that one basket, if you truly believe and then try to tell others that the only way that God can move or that God can speak to you is through the Bible, then I'm sorry to tell you. Well, not really. I'm not sorry to tell you. 
that's not the case. It is a, it is a way that God speaks. That is his word, but it is not his only word. I mean, he spoke to, to Moses with a burning bush. He spoke to, there was a story of, he spoke to a man through a donkey. He called out Samuel directly. He spoke through his prophets. We have preachers, at least the real ones, at least. We have prophets and evangelists, not evangelicals, evangelists. We have, um, and, we, and keep in mind, I'm talking about people who have the gifting or the calling for it. They may not have the official title, quote unquote. They may not be called a prophet, but they have the, the position, so to speak, or, they, or God does desire for them to have the position. They've been ordained by God to have that position, so to speak. Those are the real. Those are the real ones. Those are the ones that want to help people. I speak not to oppress people. I would never tell somebody to just allow themselves to. Keep, for example, um, well, if they married to somebody, well, uh, like for example, uh, you, the Bible says don't divorce somebody. No, it says God does not like divorce, but it is available. Just like God didn't like the idea of. Of a, of a of a woman being of, a, of of having multiple wives like that, so to speak. But it was done during a cultural time period. At least during that at that point, it was done as a cultural thing because women did not have the same power that men had. They didn't have the power to work and to be able to provide for themselves. So you had you know like King David had like eight hundred something. He had like three hundred some wives or whatever like that, and like eight hundred or nine hundred some uh, women concubines. They were given it was they were protected. They didn't have to worry about being killed or being uh, robbed or anything like that because they were protected under the king and stuff. So it's like, okay, but God also made it known that he did not like that either. But it was necessary because it was like, it's almost like calling an audible, basically. It's like, I don't like it, but if this has to be done, it has to be done. And it's like, but we, but we paint, but we take this stuff and we, we shove it into an extreme. We shove it into an, ex, into one form of extremities that just really goes and, um, that just really goes and just, it doesn't help anyone. It just make, it just makes you feel, it make, the only thing it does is make that person who says it feel better because I know more than you. And too many times knowing more than me doesn't mean that, that you got it all together because I know people, cause I've been around people who literally, I have skipped sermons but and I had no guilt because of it because I wound up talking and helping somebody who needed help and that was from the spirit the holy spirit so I so for me personally I believe in the god that made man not a man made god I don't believe in the image the white image of a pale skin blue eyed and long straight brown hair uh Jesus I don't believe that Adam and Eve were white or whatever like that and it may not mean much but I do believe that they were black and brown people because when you look at the cultural area when you look at the, the landscape black and brown people currently live there yeah you got some light skinned folks as well but black and brown stop it so at the end of the day it's like if you if you are a Christian and you are hearing this here's what I'm here to say don't you one don't shove what whatever you believe in don't shove it down someone's throat if it's meant for them to believe it that's a guy job you don't have that kind of power alone only god can do that now you can help and open the door and talk about god and you know and use god and you know have god you know use god as as a as a uh, an uplifting uh you know display god as an uplifting source of strength and 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 love and and, and joy 
not this dictator who says follow me or you're going to hell like most like most preachers do number two please understand that god is all powerful which means yes while the bible is the most common form in which he speaks to us it is not the only form and in fact the only the true way in which he speaks to us is not just on the words that are written but also in the revelation that is that is the things that are revealed to us by the holy spirit which means you still need god himself and last but not least if you don't know something talking yelling and talking louder and going well where is it in the bible doesn't make you smarter it doesn't make you right simply put it just means if anything it makes you look more like an ass because last time i read jesus hung around tax collectors he's been i think he he's been around folks who have been who have been uh possessed by demons you know it's like all of these things and not once did he true not once did he really condemn them he never just told him well well you're you're screwed you're going to hell nope 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 he didn't do that so stop condemning other people for the path that they chose in life because you never because what you might not know is god is still there and and in all honesty you know what that's not even the last thing too the last thing is if you are not applying what God what God who God is or what God is, has uh, has called you to be or whatever if you're not applying his word or a part of his word into helping others then then honestly you, you're really no good because what good is it to know every scripture in the Bible from Genesis all the way to the last uh, verse of Revelation and yet you can't apply it to nothing outside of being docile and submissive just just, just shut up and take whatever the oppressor gives you because that's what God wants okay never mind the fact that you know God has called called many of his own people to go to war you know, to defend themselves, to fight. But okay, yeah, let's just keep being okay. In other words, there's a there's a distinct my point is there's a distinct difference between knowing God and allowing his, and knowing his spirit and allowing his spirit to fire you up and to, to and to want to help others as well as you know continue to improve yourself and know and using God as a as a as a uh, as a as a launching point or as a way to continue to keep your own yourself and your own people docile and to keep to conti- continue to keep them um to continue to have them um reliant and compliant to the ways of man because a lot of what i hear sounds pretty much exactly like what what white folks would say what the what oppressing what oppressive white white people would say to black folks to get them to do what they wanted them to do the mind is a terrible thing to waste but a spirit is a terrible thing to corrupt and just like and just like Christians some Christians like to go on and on about oh they, they, their spirit is corrupted and this and that you do realize that if you put all of your if you believe if you make that bible your God then you are no different how does it feel I'm pretty sure it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel good 
Like I said, I believe in the God that made man, not the man-made God. I don't believe in any type of ima- physical image that has been presented toward me or presented to me, whatever. I don't. Because the reality of the situation is God is an entity. He said, I, he said, I am not a man that I should lie, nor am I the son of man that I should repent. I am, he's an entity, a spirit. We were just created in his image. Which means he could be anything. So why now if he could be anything, can be everywhere, he knows he knows everything. He says, I know you before you before you were formed in your mother's womb, all of that stuff. He has all of this power, this infinite power, and yet we continue to pigeonhole him in this box and go, if I can't, if I don't witness him in this form, then it's not him. Does that sound like faith? Or does that sound like spiritual slavery? I'll let you be the judge of that. In the meantime, that's that's my that's my piece. I've said all I need, all I'm gonna say. Thank you for listening to this rambling and ranting, and I will see you guys later. I've been Eric Vaganju. This has been Black Solstice. See you next week. <laughs>